0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic, because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. I'm film critic Gary Cogill, and today we're going to talk through the recent broadcast of the 89th Annual Academy Award Show, from that big debacle at the end, to the (laughs) Moonlight winners, and the terrific musical numbers. And also, Matt Damon has a new movie that was, okay, made in China. (laughs) And we're going to spend some time remembering the life and the times of our friend, Bill Paxton.
0: I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill for this week's featured film, The Great Wall. (laughs) We'll pair the first wine from Moet Hennessy made in China, Al from fruit grown in the foothills of the Himalayas. And we'll raise a glass to friend, actor, and great Texan, Bill Paxton, toasting his incredible life with a Texas wine in honor of Texas Independence Day earlier this week.
1: Okay, Haley, let's talk about this Oscar broadcast. We both—that's a big night for us. Yeah, uh, we've talked
0: Oscars a lot. also You put on the twenty show.
1: different kinds of food and wine on the on. Of
0: course, I did. Everything has to have a pairing. On the
1: coffee table, we got the big screen going, full sound. It's hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, and can we just agree that that opening number by Justin Timberlake—one of oh the best God. opens in Oscar history—I
0: am, I am, I was floored. JT knocked it out. It was incredible. It was fantastic. State got me dancing, got me up on my feet. I loved it.
1: It's so funny because uh, that's a pop song that you can play anywhere, but it's also from the animated movie Trolls, Trolls. and it was an Oscar-nominated <laughs> uh, song that he wrote. Yeah, it's that's, great. That's part of that. I
0: love that for the rest of his life he gets to say he was an Oscar nominee. I love that amongst everything else he's done. But that's that's pretty we've incredible. always liked
1: him as an actor. I love actually, him, yeah. he's actually I, I, I think he's hilarious. I'm going to make the bold statement. I'm not the first to say it, but I think he would make a perfect host for the Academy Awards because oh, yeah. he's a song and dance man. Yeah, and I think he would be a, a great. Host for that show, and they and need to funny. do that. At some... he's, he's funny. He makes fun of himself. He does. He's self-effacing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's good, and uh and he's got street cred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's, great. he's the real deal. Uh, but let's can we talk about the ending? So uh,
0: can we talk? Are we, let's talk a few more music before. Oh yeah, can yeah, we yeah. Talk a, just oh about my god, I just forgot. Incredible. The performance girl from, from Moana. From Moana. Oh my! I am and Lin Manuel Miranda. Doing his rap, setting up the song, so incredible. He wrote the the soundtrack for, wrote the songs for Moana. Um, she, and I am so sorry we can't pronounce her beautiful name. I think it's Ayula Caravallo, and I, that's probably no, so wrong. No, I think wrong, that's pretty I'm, close, I'm yeah. so sorry, but we are so in love with you. I think that she is. she is going to be a a star i am I, she she made she was a star filled performance that's for sure so she
1: sings that oscar nominated song how far i'll go at the Academy Awards in a red a dress and she's 16 years old incredible. she has more stage presence she didn't look flabbergasted at all to be Completely there composed. and at the end had that oh I yeah, got through I it okay it. but you would never know that during the song that's the most confident
0: well even getting I mean even getting hit in the head by one of she the she got hit in wh- the head by one of the <laughs> flags from <laughs> Moana from the trying to be a wave the she truly the did waves. jump into the water <laughs>
1: I've been staring. <laughs> but
0: i 've been i just i 've replayed that that um, that portion of the show yeah. so many times because i am it knocked me out just bravo, great music this year great great music this I, year.
1: I think I think most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time the songs performed on the academy Awards are flat. Because they're meant to fit a film and not necessarily a live performance. Right. And John Legend than, was great. Well, Legend and Common doing that yeah, Oscar-winning song from Selma, it just yeah. knocked it out with the choir. Absolutely. And this year, I loved, I loved him doing that. I kind of wanted Emma Stone to yeah. come out,
0: yeah, and
1: yeah. sing with him. And 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 maybe they had too much going on there. Sting was really great with yeah. his songs. You know, just doing that acoustic thing. That Sting can do Sting. And, and have a legend. But it's really Justin Timberlake and the 16-year-old oh, God, from great. Moana that knocked it out. She was okay, great.
0: Yes, now we can get to the ending.
1: So we'll get to a few winners, but pretty much that ending is the story of the Oscars. The Oscars are four hours long. It's, it becomes a very boring show. Most of the speeches were politically polite this mm-hmm. year. Nobody went off and did... Some of the things that uh, people are accusing Meryl Streep of doing before, but I thought they were all kind of when they made, talked about politics, they were very very polite about it, respectful, and also sure. pretty boring yeah. like, for the most part. Other than Viola Davis, who was a wonderful winner, and then they get to the end, and so we we find out that Price Waterhouse, we know they have two people there with envelopes, but we didn't know they had both of them had full sets on one either on side of side the stage. stage. We think there's just one set and it's all coordinated. Because now we find out that they hand her, they hand Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, who are both, I think, in their eighties, mm-hmm. and and God bless them, don't have their glasses on. And it, they <laughs> open up Emma Stones, and it, and yeah. so he doesn't read it, and she just looks at it and blurts out La La Land. Yeah, and then they do two minutes of speeches, but right away the Price Waterhouse people on either side of the stage know it's wrong. Yeah, and it took two minutes to come out there like and correct two it. Two and a half
0: minutes. They, Three speeches. They I were in the middle of the third, third speech. speech. That's. That's bad, and you Somebody, put yourself in that
1: situation. And it's what just would you do? Heart wrenching. Yeah, it's easy to it's easy to rear window that thing yeah. and think, well, well, if I was there, I'd do this. If I was hosting that show, I would I would have walked right in to say something and do right. something. But and then it, it all ended up being this big gracious thing. Oh, Moonlight, you won, you won. They show the thing, and he was very gracious to that.
0: Incredibly gracious. Yeah. That was that was a real. It kind of a, a just the I think the whole point I'm getting a little emotional. The whole point, I think, of this industry and the beauty of film and and that that it is such I mean almost the story of La, La Land. It's such hard work. All these people, everybody in that audience is a struggling something actor, director, producer, costume designer, you know, at some yeah. point in your life you've all worked so hard to achieve to achieve art. And I loved how he said that they'd been on the road with these guys because they did the, the yeah they do it all circle. the award shows well together. and they did the whole festival circuit to yeah. just even get to that point and so they'd been around each other for so long and I love that that you know I think all year we talked about how Lala La Land was was kind of. The shoe in, and yeah, and we but, all kind of assumed, but we kept on saying, "But we want you to know about this film, Moonlight. We want to, you know, we want to make sure that it's on your radar because it might not be because it it wasn't released in a lot of theaters and it it did have a kind of a small audience to begin with, and and to see it truly, you know, kind yeah. of get that recognition because it is such a a, a an emotional, beautiful interesting you know has a, has a lot of turns that that i wasn't expecting in watching it I, yeah. I, yeah
1: well okay. I, I love the whole story of moonlight again mm-hmm. i'll say it's like reading a great novel for two hours it's kind of seamless and it's story of one person's life over three stages of his life this little african-american boy who has a tough time ahead of him and, mm-hmm. and what happens to him also the movie was made for like around a million and a half dollars it's done 23 25 million so that's great yeah but Right now, it's going out into fifteen hundred more theaters. Awesome. It's finally getting a big national release, and that's I, that's kind of awesome. So you know, yeah. I don't it, even if it was reversed, if they said Moonlight won, oh no, you didn't, and it's La La Land, oh. we would all all felt just as bad. We would have all. I
0: think if that had been reversed, then that would nobody would ever hear the end of that one. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> I don't even think we want to go there. I don't know. I But just, very happy for Emma Stone. <laughs> We're very happy, happy for, for Damien. Giselle for for winning best director, you know Viola Davis, yeah. incredible.
1: Casey Affleck wins. He beats Denzel Washington. That yeah. was that. They were neck and neck. We had no idea who yeah. would
0: win that. So yeah, I think lead. I was so glad that he won. for yeah.
1: yeah, he's only in the film a few minutes. So there was another debacle in the In Memoriam. Yeah. And by the way, they left out a few people in In Memoriam too. But so the In Memoriam comes along and they they come up and they 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 show the name. Um, Janet Patterson, costume designer, who's from Australia, and she did pass away. It's just that they didn't show her picture. They showed a picture of a friend of hers named Jan Chapman, who oh. is alive and well, a producer living in Australia, who tweet, tweeted right away, you said my friend's name, but you showed my picture. Oh, my and God. she's God. I'm crying. alive. I'm alive. Dead, not dead. Can they just get this right? They need to get oh. this right. And I was disappointed. Listen, I know that they came out, and this is probably... You know, a good segue here. But they came out, and Je- Jennifer Aniston got really teary-eyed and mentioned that Bill Paxton had died that morning.
0: So, you... And I think they shirt. should have
1: edited it in the show. And put into it, yeah. Because they had time to but do it. They certainly
0: had time for it. But and maybe I'm
1: splitting hairs, too, because her getting choked up and saying that probably had more weight than just showing his picture
0: yeah.
1: and playing music.
0: But let's—I mean, Sunday was a very difficult day for you, and I—I I, yeah, I know it was. that in my
1: life. I get ch- I, I I get choked up now, talking about because you
0: and it. you and Bill Paxton were we were, were close. friends. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, loved Bill. You spent you know. a lot of time with him through the years. Spent a
1: lot of time. Bill Paxton was so generous, and as a as a human being, and you know, he grew up in Fort Worth, and there's this famous photograph that you can Google it right now and look at it. But I think he's eight years old. He's on his father's shoulders. It's two hours before Kennedy was assassinated. And the plane had landed in Fort Worth, or, or, or there was a motorcade in front of the uh, hotel in Fort Worth. And Bill passes on his dad's shoulders and head, and head and tails above everybody else, and he's looking at Jackie, and he's looking at Kennedy. And then two hours later, this the mess went down. And that photograph is in the museum, uh, the JFK Museum in Dallas. And he was so enamored by that photograph his whole life that he ended up producing that Parkland movie mm-hmm. and uh, about the assassination and, and the trip to Parkland Hospital. I love Bill. Bill was on all these big movies. Just look at him, Haley. Uh, Twister, Titanic. Twister not being the one that he was proud of the most, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Titanic. Um, I'm just going to say Aliens is great. Apollo 13. Tombstone. Um, I go to a simple plan and one false move. Both of them he starred with Billy Bob Thornton, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a wine and film night with a simple plan because mm-hmm. I think that film is just off mm-hmm. the hook. Weird science where he had the crew yeah. cut. Yeah. And then he directed Frailty, uh, a horror film. Uh, I had a lot of discussions with Bill because that wasn't my favorite film. But that was the first time he directed him, uh, or I think it was the second time he directed a movie. And he did that golf film, The Greatest Game Ever Played, the Disney film. And he was in Big Love.
0: Which that I loved that whole Big Love series. We love Big Love. It was great. It was great. Yeah kind of wacky, you know let 's have three wives, but he did he did so
1: he was he, in that movie with Tom Cruise recently uh and uh the actress that we love so much that 's married to john krasinski
0: M- 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 emily Blunt.
1: yeah, that future movie, end oh, of tomorrow, yeah,
0: yeah, and I
1: remember uh we were we were communicating through email and i said and, and Bill had sent me an email he's on the set of that, and he goes i'm i 'm working on a film right now in like in Eastern Europe with mm-hmm. Tom Cruise and we're saving the world one alien at a time I that. and those kinds of things. I just loved him. He loved Fort Worth. But he that's, supported yeah, he festivals. Was, he was
0: definitely a great, a great Texan, great, a great uh, supporter yeah. of the arts. It seemed like he was he was a part of the Dallas Film Festival for a few years and didn't he participate in starting the, lone, the He the founded the Fort, Lone Star yeah. uh,
1: Film Society in Fort Worth in Fort and, Fort and Worth. then supported the Dallas International Film Festival and the Dallas Film Society and AFI Dallas and all that. But he he was as interested I say this about a handful of people and not very many, but he is as interested in you as you are of him. Mm-hmm. And he has stories to tell and he's a normal guy. He wants to just hang out and have a beer. Mm-hmm. And talk about stuff, and it's not always about movies. You know, he had two kids and loved his family, and and just, you know, I think he was living in Ojai, and mm-hmm. but, California. But all of a sudden, recently, because he was in that television show, the Training Day, which is based on that that movie. Um, you know, he was he died at sixty one. He had a, He had a, He had. A, he had something wrong with his heart from a disease he had when he was a child, mm-hmm. rheumatic fever. Mm-hmm. Or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they were doing the surgery, from what I understand, and I'm not the expert here, but that they were correcting all of that. And the surgery went really well, and then he eventually, um later on, had a heart attack and, and died, or a stroke and died. So I, I, I look back at Bill, and all I do is smile and look at that eight-year-old on top of his dad's shoulders. And he talked about his dad constantly. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, you know, he was in the lumber business. Bill was a set decorator. You know, he went to college and dropped out after two years because he... I think he said in a Texas Monthly article. Well, I'm probably not going to put that down on my resume anyway because I'm, I'm already acting and yeah. he made over 80 films. He's incredible! A, I love Bill. It's I a miss very Bill.
0: it's that's a, a life cut too short. Yeah, I'm sorry, my love. Yeah. Um, we should raise a glass to him, too. Let's do. And I think we what, actually what have. What glass would you well, raise? Well, and it's, you know, I don't, I don't mean to pair to, to, to a wine with, with someone's death. But I, I always think that... No, but we can
1: celebrate him. But I
0: think we can celebrate. And, and, and it seems that a Texas wine is appropriate for for our great Texan friend. And um, just last night, we had a glass of the, the Dukeman Vermentino, which yes. kind of seems appropriate. Um, it's uh, from... Uh, the the two doctors that started, um, they were based in Houston. Started their winery in the, based in the Hill Country, but fruit from both Hill Country and High Plains. With this goal to make 100% Texas wine from 100% Texas fruit, focused on uh, Italian varieties in particular. Um Vermentino is, is a Sardinian grape. It's also known as Roll in, in the Provence region of France, so it is grown in France as well. But um, their goal is to make this very Italian style from Texas grape, Texas grapes. But to me, the, the Dukeman Vermentino does remind me of, of Bill Paxton quite a bit because it's very lively. It's very vibrant. It's very juicy. Um, I don't know if he was actually juicy, but it's—he <laughs> definitely.
1: Bill had, would look you in the eye and said, "I'm uh, juicy. <laughs> juicy." That's what he. And he, he would smile the whole way.
0: But he's—it's crisp and it's and it's clean and it's fresh and it's and it's it, it kind of is is what I want to drink through a a Texas summer and and I will watch one of Bill's films. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking this wine any day.
1: So. Yeah, is amazing? is amazing? And, and by the way, the Dukeman uh, looks like Dutchman, looks D-U-C-H-M-A-N. Like Dutchman. Yeah. It's
0: a great little wine. But
1: we're, we're kind of becoming really big fans of that wine. Yeah. And we, we're always. We drink it a lot. Always fans of the great Bill Paxton. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. When we come back on Wine and Film, A Perfect Parent, we're going to dive into Matt Damon's new <laughs> made-in-China monster <laughs> movie. It's called The Great Wall, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Haley and I both ventured into a darkened movie theater the other day to see Matt Damon's new Made in China, Monster Epic. I think there were six people in the theater.
0: It's called, I think there were four in front of us. We were there in the afternoon. That's, you know, give it a little. Once again, there
1: were four people besides us in the theater. Uh, It's a monster movie epic called The Great Wall. And we both walked out saying, no, the wall's great. The movie is not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so just a couple, just a couple things about this movie. Um, it's it's made in China, and so it's this big joint effort between Hollywood and China, right? Um, and it's there because that's the big new market in movies. If mm-hmm. you can. If you can get your movie released in China, yeah, China or dubbed in China, so they're trying to do some joint ventures. The film cost 150 million dollars. It's the most expensive movie ever made in China, and its director, I want to say, it's Jiang is, is Yimou, and he did Red Sorghum and House of Flying Daggers. He did one of my favorites called Heroes. He's the first Chinese director to be nominated for a for his movie to be nominated for an Oscar for best foreign language film, and I think it's happened for three of his films. Wow! This guy is a visual stylist. Mostly martial arts. A lot of people flying around. Lots of, and you notice in Great Wall, lots of colors and vivid colors. Oh my gosh!
0: Yes, the vibrancy. It's a very
1: cool looking film, Mm -hmm. and so he's a big darn deal. And I think getting Matt Damon to star in it (laughs) is really interesting because he sounds like he's just like walked off the street in L.A.
0: I don't know what He's a his, European I don't know what there. his accent... We kept on trying to figure out exactly, like, well, And where it doesn't matter because it's really pretty funny.
1: <laughs> and he's... You know, Matt Damon's a good actor. And then Willem Dafoe's in it. Mm-hmm. And, and so... So all of that is kind of silly because it, they're trying to create something mm-hmm. that isn't organically happening, right? And so you have a really great director doing a mainstream movie that's l- lesser than his normal work, right? This is not an Oscar-contending foreign well. language film, no. And and uh, Matt Damon doing lesser of his work, but they're, they're trying to come together to do something that's new. So I'm going to give him that. Now the movie costs 150 million dollars. It's only made 36 million dollars in America, but it's done worldwide over 300 million Wow! so it's it's a success on that level well
0: and there's definitely huge hit in china too well the the, it's definitely a film about chinese nationalism (laughs) it
1: is it's not about the white man coming to china and saving china not at all not at all in fact it's like you need to learn from us and you need to work together because all of it is about nationalism and for the Greater good of everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. There was one thing that, though, that just kind of hit on what? on China and um, some of their political um, nuances. Yeah, that in this film. As as these monsters are attacking the Great Wall, I yeah. don't think I'm going to give anything away. I think it's okay for me. No, and
1: there's millions of them, and they look like feral hogs with, with um, gills. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> I
0: something. can't quite figure out. Um, and I'm they, kind of um, afraid
1: of them, but not that afraid.
0: And they have to kill the mother, because if you kill the mother, then they'll all die. Which the queen bee. Just that is also kind of... Yeah, Blackie. Um
1: They all freeze if you kill the mom.
0: Which, um, but they have they they have all of these contraptions on the Great Wall, and 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 lots of ways to to protect the wall, um, including that they send these women, the women in their beautiful blue um, military great forms, outfits,
1: uh, good costume design,
0: to to take their spears and jump off the wall on a like a like on a like bungee, bungee cords. cord, yeah. So surely they'll be pulled back up, but you keep on seeing... All the all the holders that the women are being held with, coming back empty. Yes. (laughs) So they just keep throwing the women off the wall.
1: (laughs) Oh, hey, I just got eaten. You
0: know, all the all the men are hanging out, you know, with their bows and arrows, and all the women are are thrown down the wall. Um, It is
1: weird. It was so they celebrate women, but they also sacrifice women because in the movie, everybody sacrifices themselves for the greater good. Yes. Yes. And they work as a team. It's really odd. So there's a thing about this director Yang Yimou, and I'm probably butchering his name a little bit. I, I've n- I've known about him for years and watched most of his films. So he, in China, for the last three decades, up to 2015, they've had a one-child rule. Right. So they've.
0: That's why you. See, you can't yeah. have more
1: than one child, and you you're in big trouble.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's lots of human rights issues on all of this oh, that we could yes. go into that we're not. We're not going. To. So, him being a famous director, this kind of fits Hollywood. Him being a famous director, it was rumored and it came out that he had seven children from four different women, which kind of breaks the one-child code of China. But he's a famous director. And so, it it got all over the internet, and, and he finally admitted, and all of this is kind of reportedly, but I find it interesting, It doesn't surprise me. He reportedly, in 2013 or 14, he admitted that with one woman who was a dancer, he had three children. And he had ended up paying a fine in 2014. And the fine is reportedly somewhere around $1.2 million. Wow. I guess if you're famous, you're going to pay a higher fine.
0: Uh, But but if you're famous, you're
1: going to get away with more. Well,
0: but my concern is what happens now that they know that... He, this woman does have three children. What happened to those kids? Yeah, oh, because uh, they would take the kids away, right? If you had, no, or you would, would just give. If, they would take them away. They would. You would give. I mean, that's why so many Chinese children um, are are being. Well, they adopted, had so many abortions the, too, well, and they yeah.
1: and the, and if they found out it was a female, especially. Yeah, and you know, only the big issue. One of the big issues over there is that. They have so many young males and not enough females, and nobody can get married. Yes, they're they're not so. They just went in 2015 that now you can have two children. So they went from one to two. Well, that's a communist country.
0: Let's talk about um. Let's talk about some wine that's hopefully better than this. Okay, I'm uh, I'm (laughs) really interested in this. I'm excited about this. (laughs) This bad film. So, um, let's
1: upgrade the movie with wine.
0: Yeah, just um. I want to say it's last year, maybe the year before. Um, after after quite some time of trying to actually. Um, create a vineyard um, in China. Moet Hennessy released their their first wine from from the Yu, Yunnan province um, near the legendary city of Shangri La um, on the edge of the Himalayas uh, from vineyards that sit at, <laughs> at 2,600 feet above sea level. Wow, it's, that's high. They they yeah. planted. Um, In 2002, about 300 hectares, which is like 900 acres-ish, of grapes, mostly Cab, um, a little Cab Franc. And their first vintage of this Aoyun wine was released, the 2013 vintage. And um, I haven't tried it, but the the press on it is really good. It definitely sounds like it's a big... um, Kind of classic big Cabernet, ninety. I think it's about ninety percent Cabernet Sauvignon, about ten percent Cab Franc. Um, it's gotten some big scores, high mid nineties. Um, it's about three hundred dollars a bottle in the wow. US, but it's
1: it's a big fat red. It's it's
0: a, it's a big red, but it's also kind of interesting just because of of where this vineyard is and how this vineyard, um, the location of it, and and kind of the influence of the Tawa on on the actual grapes um the normal time from from when a vine flowers to the time that you harvest your fruit it's about 110 days it's it's you can pretty much it's almost clockwork that mm-hmm. you can you can set your um, it's when it's when vintners know they can take a vacation or when they can't so because mm-hmm. they've got to be there for that whole time for this particular vineyard it's 160 days wow so significantly longer um again because the elevation of the vineyard is so high Um, you have this great diurnal shift, which basically means, or diurnal temperatures, which basically means that you have very warm days and very cool nights. So that maintains the acidity and the freshness in, in the grapes, um, There's also, because of this high elevation, you wonder, okay, it is such high elevation. Can the fruit actually get ripe? It can because you have this great UV, all of these UV rays that really kind of are concentrated in helping ripen the fruit. So it's definitely going to be ripe. You know all those great yeah. ripe red fruit flavors, but then also cool nights that then keep that acidity fresh.
1: Well, China is really one of the great consumers of wine in the world.
0: Well, they drink a lot of Bordeaux. I, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. And this is one more thing about it. It's also yeah. organic, which I love. Just any um, vineyard that can be farmed naturally organic. Um, and and the production on this first wine is is very small. It was two thousand cases. Again, it's about three hundred dollars, highly allocated. But if you ever get to try it, I would highly recommend it. I'm dying to. Yeah, I'm dying to try um, that too. But they do. You know, they for for such a long time, um, wine was kind of it's more of a prestigious thing and and kind of how to impress um, those around you. So they they uh, I don't know that a lot of. I think the knowledge and the um the level of expertise is is growing but for for quite a long time it was more of a status symbol and so all of the Chinese were buying all the first growths and kind of like and, Russia and, did for a while Exactly and and um and had kind of long-term contracts with a lot of these um chateaus and and domains in in Bordeaux and and Burgundy, and then you know some things have changed. And so I, I remember on a Bordeaux trip a couple of years ago, there we met with several different um, chateaux making beautiful wine, but they they kind of had thought that that their entire allocation or their entire production was going to be sold to China, and then China just yeah. kind of. Reneged on and they're it. They're left
1: holding the bag. Or the well, and cases it's kinda, of and
0: that's just like, what do you how, how do you how do you how do you go and fight China? Yeah. <laughs> like are you going to go over there and really make them you know stand? You can't there. really scold them exactly. Make them um, follow through on their contract, and sure. so um, it, it's it's definitely a, an interesting place. But just for this wine in particular, I think it's very very exciting to see. Um, that that grapes could actually, you know, the vineyards can can thrive and that they could make something that um, would be so well-respected and well-received. Yeah, so, this doesn't
1: sound like, oh, we're trying to make something work. This sounds like, wow, this works. Yeah, And, and, it's, and, and it's called Aoyun, A-O-Y-U-N. Y-U-N, two and, words.
0: And, you know, Moa for has a very long history of doing this. They they were some of the first um, producers to go into Argentina and really kind of expand um, the production they have Terrazas down there as well as Sandes. Um, no, that's not. Um, uh, or I think it's de Andes. That's their um, higher end wine down in in Argentina. But Terrazas is, is one of their their big ones. They they have a history, you know. They've yeah. got Chandon, and, and they'll go into Napa New Valley and and, yeah. and kind of um, celebrate what does well there. So wow. uh, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I would rather talk about.
0: Great wine versus Yao, this best. Yao
1: Yun wine from China than The Great Wall. And I'm going to say The Great Wall is kind of good, bad.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't think it's, it's a good movie fun. at all. But yeah.
1: It, and it's kind of silly. And when it comes on cable, I'll watch parts of it. But but it's not a good film. And yeah. it, but it's not the worst film of the it year. It
0: had anymore. a lot of, of like, the the monsters almost reminded me of when all of the the – Orcs, orcs yes. and Lord of the Rings. Yes, we're attacking much scarier yes. and better.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. and
0: Lord of the Rings, much yeah. better. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, this looked like a, like a million and a half feral hogs coming at you with gills. Yeah. It's so weird. Hey, next week on Wine and Film: A Perfect Pairing. Guess who's back? King Kong is back. The movie is called Kong Skull Island. Can
0: I just? I'm just going to interrupt. My you. sights so, are low. We we'll, we have just come through our Oscar season, and we're so thankful for the, the months of what maybe September October yeah, through just really good now movies. so we're about to get into some
1: <laughs> yeah and, and of course this one stars Oscar winner Brie Larson from Room yeah. actor Tom Hiddleston whom we love yes. Samuel L. Jackson John Goodman I
0: hope they all made a lot of money and
1: as Haley said of course it's this time of year so the proof <laughs> is in the viewing but my sights are low so we'll, we'll leave it at that next, <laughs> next week Kong Skull Island
0: but for more on the films and the wines we talked about today please check out our blog on Cogill Consulting or on Facebook. Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas and Court.
1: And with that, I'm Gary Cogill. And as usual, I'm looking for the next great film.
0: And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine.
1: Join us next time on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing.